1: Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Multicast Network. My name is Joe Miller, and I am one of the hosts of the Hump Day Hotline. It's Hump Day. Jay Spence. Hey, Hump Day.
2: You got to extend that intro, man. Like, I was over here vibing to it, and it goes right into the – I'm like, man, it's it's time.
1: I'm not sure what to do. So the network we used to be on, I used to be allowed to, like, rip down some of that NFL footage and throw it in there. And this network likes to play by the rules and not do that kind of stuff i think i've got to work around that they just don't want us to get flagged right that's what it comes right. down to they're yeah. like just don't just please don't get flagged well i um, got flags so
2: though it, it means for good reason that they don't <laughs> that they play by the rules last week when for uh, the chop-ups sterling shared some um just some clips of tua and all that. Right. Stuff. like literally two clips it was like maybe 40 seconds right bruce woke up he was like hey hey we got to talk <laughs> like oh man
1: <laughs> this is jay spence
2: get slapped on the know, wrist like oh darn it i didn't mean it
1: <laughs> so everybody you are tuned into the hump day hotline whether you are lo- uh, watching us live right now or listening to us in podcast form welcome again this is the hump day hotline on the buffalo rumblings multicast network brought to you by the market dominator and who is the market dominator well the market dominator is mine and jay spence now our very good friend because you've officially met john spaz and actually twice. got to spend some we're twice I got to spend some quality time with him very generous individual. Uh, those that were with us, he basically picked up the tab for everything. The two nights we were together, which was incredible. Uh, but uh, John Spaschek, like I said, is our very good friend. He is a real estate broker with Keller Williams. And just in case you're wondering, Keller Williams is the largest real estate brokerage in the entire world. John is consistently in the top, I would say, one or two brokers in Erie County. He can also help you no matter where you are in the in, in the country, rather. So if you're moving from Buffalo to Arizona and you're looking to buy a house, or if you look moving from Arizona to Buffalo, you want to call John. Uh, he opens doors through exceptional client care and education. He not only helps you sell your home for top dollar, but he leads you through the entire transition of selling and buying your home as a life transi- transition specialist. Man, should, a little tongue-tied. If you're looking, if you're in the market to buy a house or sell a house, uh, please give John a call, 716-570-3298. It's right down there below me. 716-570-3298. That is John. John is Bill's Mafia, and John will answer his phone.
2: You were doing some some tongue twisters there, man. Right. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? What's apparently, up, apparently, hey Jamie.
1: Apparently, oh here we go. Apparently a lot. Apparently, uh a woodchuck would chuck a ton of wood, right?
2: And hi, mom. Mom says hi. Hi, mom.
1: Uh oh. Are, is mom and jamie together like what is going on there so mom lives in tennessee jamie lives in ohio still so i don't know what's going on with that but uh <clears throat> excuse me
2: just... high. so hi mom <laughs> went
1: down the wrong, wrong pipe so there's not a lot to talk about is there like b- between last there's... week's game and this week's game is there it, there's like nothing right there's really i mean it's, it's almost like the off season it's kind of quiet like nobody's fighting right
2: well I, I think there's there's enough to talk about in a the fan base is nervous, even though we won, which is kind of weird. We won convincingly. Like we Speaking won yo, the, the market dominator. dominator in the building. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we uh, you know, we won convincingly. 35 to nothing in Miami. Yep, yep, yep. And, you know, but fans are still nervous about Josh Allen and, and kind of where he is because he doesn't look like the MVP runner up that we saw last year. Um, fans are a little nervous about the offensive line fans are a little bit there's things there's reason to have concerns so I think you know we're gonna have a great show man I'm looking forward to it
1: talk me through your emotions watching that football game not start to finish I don't need every detail Mm -hmm. but just a high brief summary of where did that game have you if you can rec, if you can recall not like it's over and not only is it over that defense was lights out and we won 35 to nothing and this was great like talk to me real quick if you can just give me and and I'll give you briefly mine emotions
2: well so for me it was um so at first obviously the defense from the early parts of the game was showing up like obviously they got to two up early and then you know I think the second hit or the third hit is when he got injured and went out the game right and then they they were consistent like that with with, uh Jacoby Brissett so right like from the beginning of the game my excitement level came because all offseason and all last season, I know you remember specifically, but I've been looking like, yo, I need to see what this defensive line is going to look like. Yeah. Like we missed our, we need to stop the run. We need to do this. So for the second week in a row, we were able to contain the run game. They've only given up 16 points on offense through two games. Um, They are constantly getting pressure on the quarterback. So for me, it was just like, okay, this is perfect. Like, right. so I, for me, it was excitement. But then, you know, the things that I'm seeing on Twitter and the things that I'm seeing elsewhere, I agree. There's reason for concern. I, I I am a little nervous about Josh, not in the sense of, you know, I don't think that he's regressed. I don't think that it's like, oh, he's bad again and we're going to get sugar high Josh or, you know, I, I don't think that. But the thing that I'm concerned about when it comes to Josh is that I think um, the interviews is kind of what concerned me. Like, and I know you asked me about the game specifically. But, yeah, yeah. Um, it almost, it, after the game, it was almost like some finger pointing that I just wasn't, and maybe I'm looking at this wrong, but for a secondary, he's like, well, you know, they install some plays that we weren't comfortable with last Sunday minute that, that was we kind of got to, you know, so he's yeah. like, he's saying like, you know, look, I'm trying. It ain't my fault in a way. It was one of those vibes that I got. Yeah, a little then, bit. And then Dayball comes out and he's like, no, the offense knows everything that we put in there for the game. And, you know, it wasn't anything that he didn't know. Well, there's and also the so,
1: contradiction of uh, what w- we talked about at at uh, O'Neill's, which was if I don't like to play, we don't run it. And then it turned into absolutely some some people have no say. I have some say, but even still, I don't have much say. And it's like, wait, Like
2: that's different than three weeks ago or right. two weeks ago. Right. So, you know, it's like so. Yeah. So when you look at that. That's where my concern is. It's not in the fact that he is overthrowing guys because, you know, he did it first week and now he's done it again. I'm not worried about him about that. He's going to correct that. Like, yeah, yeah, you could tell if to me, it feels like it's, it's the early part of the season. Now we're the hunted instead of the hunters. True. So there's a different pressure that he comes out to, um, you know, for the game. So that's the only thing. But but, dude, I'm excited. I'm super excited about the team and you know I'm a big Zach Moss guy yeah um first of all you know prayers to him and his family regarding his loss of his grandmother um his aunt I'm sorry yeah um so but but prayers out to his family and and you know definitely keeping him in my prayers but he came out and Yeah, he dropped the ball. He put it on the ground, but then he turned around and gave us two touchdowns. And he was a big part of the reason why we won. I mean, even without those two touchdowns, we would have still won. Uh, Both
1: those those touchdowns were effort touchdowns. Big time effort touchdowns. Um, And I want to get back. Remind me because I want to get back to his quote uh, from the postgame press conference. But for me, so for everybody, first of all, you're watching the Humpty Hotline. Hump okay. that like button, as, as we like to say here. Uh, jump on the like button. If you've not yet subscribed, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell so you get notifications. We're pumping out all kinds of fantastic, great content between this show, My Overreaction Show, The Code of Conduct Show, our pregame shows, The Chop Up, Time to Shine, uh, Bruce Nolan, and Nate Geary Show. There's just a lot going on. The Off Tackle with John Fina show. Like We're, we're bringing you solid content, so please join us. Tell a friend. All that good stuff. Go. So... um, we're talking about Josh Allen and the narrative right now that's out there between Facebook. It is on Facebook as well, as well as Twitter. that Josh Allen is somehow, quote unquote, regressing or has regressed. The game for me was weird. 14 nothing. And I didn't get to catch it live. I was driving. I've got Sunday ticket. I've got game pass. I'm a season ticket holder, all these things. And I could not get the game on my phone. And I was about to literally reach through the phone and kill somebody. <laughs> I, I literally had to pay for red zone. On my phone, which I'm I just told you I'm a Game Pass member because I'm a season ticket holder and I have direct TV and I still paid 34 dollars on my phone and it it turned on just as Josh Allen threw that touchdown to Stephon Diggs. So that was the first thing I saw from the game. Didn't I couldn't even hear it because I was in Columbus, Ohio. Then I got to the hotel room, was able to use my direct TV to pull it up on my laptop, watched a little bit through the first half. That game was 14 nothing, and literally felt to me like it was a defensive battle. And I'm like, what yeah. is going on in this football game? Like this is really really weird. It just and Josh Allen wasn't sharp. We'll use the word sharp. He just wasn't. No. Go ahead.
2: Well, no, because you're you're right first about the defensive effort. Like it because you know they they almost scored or, or in the second quarter there. Yeah. So really, it could have been you know instead of it being fourteen nothing, it very easily could have been at the very least 14-3 if they right. decided to kick the field goal instead of go for it. Um, right. So so yeah, no the the game at the half to me felt closer than it was just because it it just really felt like cuz like you said Josh was struggling too. Yeah. So it just right. it just didn't it just didn't feel like the typical oh Josh is the daddy down here type of day.
1: So I've got last year's experience of Josh Allen, who he looks nothing like in the first game and the second game. So far, he's got a couple throws in there that look like old Josh Allen. However, and, and stay with me, everybody. I'm not I'm not going to be negative, so don't get the wrong idea. I'm just mm-hmm. giving you my feelings. I've got the PTSD of the 2020 defense that couldn't, in the first eight games, hold water in a bag, right? I mean, they couldn't hold anybody, any, and it happened again last week. So I literally, I'm at the point before the kickoff of the second half, I'm like, the Bills went into halftime last week 10-0. And lost. They're going to the halftime this week, fourteen nothing, and can't get anything going offensively. Are they going to do it? Like, are they going to do it again? Like, is it going to happen again? Luckily, the Bills came out on offense, found rhythm, marched right down the field, and everything was great. Thirty-five nothing later, and I'm not worried about Josh Allen at that point. Like, literally for me, I was elated about the defense. Two weeks in a row, this defense has shown up. They look—I mean, the pressure they're getting, at Vanessa, everything they're doing looks stupid and incredible, and I love it. And all that stuff but the defense has me in a position where i'm not worried about josh allen and i think the reason is i will admit this josh allen i've said it five times already doesn't look right he doesn't look right he's got some brilliant josh allen throws in there but there's a lot of stuff where it's like what was that right mm-hmm. like what like what has been this what has been decided as his worst throw of the day the pass to the left side heading to the, to the right. I don't remember exactly who he was throwing to and it just missed him completely met, like landed out of bounds. There was a lot of that stuff. Here's the, what I have discovered through the last couple of days. Cause I have a tweet on Twitter right now that has blown up. It got like six or 700 likes about things. I'm worried about Josh Allen being 50. I'm more worried about COVID ending the season right now than I'm about Josh Allen regressing. It seems to me that people are misunderstanding the word regressing is Josh Allen off. Yes. Is he not right? Yes. Has he regressed? Regressed is a big word. Regressed is a a final word. Like regressed means I'm no longer the guy I used to be and won't be again. Regressed is a huge, heavy word. And it seems like the people that are most upset about it are the people that are hurt that Josh Allen was potentially an MVP (laughs) candidate. Well, I don't think this is what the uh, MVP candidate should be looking like. Or an MVP, an MVP quarterback. That, that, that's what a lot of them were. I don't think this is what an MVP quarterback should look like. Well, first of all, Josh Allen's not an MVP quarterback. He's never won the MVP. One guy I had to back down because he's like, I watch football and I know about this stuff, and MVP quarterbacks win Super Bowls. I was like, well, first of all, it is not one to one. You win the MVP and you win the Super Bowl. Like, not even close to one to one. Nope. Like at all. So it seems like more people are upset that he's not looking like an MVP quarterback. Therefore, he is quote unquote. Regressed Don Keith says, but what got into his head between the last preseason and his first game? We don't know something in his mechanics is off. This is where I'm leading all of you. And I want your input after this, Jay Spence. What do we know about Josh Allen? Josh Allen is the guy that is running to his left and is throwing inaccurate passes and throwing errant passes. And it's obvious and a problem works on it for a week, the next week he comes out, runs to his left, gets his hips right, and then starts drilling people in the chest with the football. He's the guy that can fix his mechanics whenever he wants, which is why I'm not worried about Josh Allen. If Josh Allen looked like this right now and the defense looked like 2020 Bill's defense, I'd be scared crapless. I would be really concerned. But that defense playing the way that it is is going to give Josh Young the opportunity to work out the bugs and iron this crap out. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, the the thing for me, though, and I guess I just see it differently. And maybe I'm just way more positive um, in my views on who Josh is and where he is in, in his career. I feel like we literally played a top five, maybe top three defense in week one with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think that I don't know exactly where I'm going to say Miami's defense is going to fall because our offense statistically score wise, we put a hurting on them. So it's going (laughs) to hurt where their rankings are. (laughs) But when you look at but if you watch the game, though, it was like you said, it was a defensive game. It wasn't like Josh went out there and threw for 400 yards. He had 179 yards passing. So their defense also is a very good defense. And, you know, with that being said, I just I think that we have to pump the brakes and we have to give credit when it's due i know we don't like miami i know for whatever reasons you know some of us don't like pittsburgh fans and whatnot but look they're two very good defenses and Mm -hmm. both teams regardless if you like the guys or not both teams are very well coached oh yeah so i just tend to give the credit to the pittsburgh Steelers defense in week one and even again we won 35 nothing but i still give the defense from the miami dolphins some credit because they did things that Obviously, made Josh uncomfortable. Yeah. Obviously. For and sure. that's not gonna happen every week. You're not gonna have uh Xavier Howard on the field guarding one of your best your Byron Jones and the week one. You're not gonna have TJ Watt and uh Melvin Ingram, so it's gonna be different. Now, yep. this Sunday coming up, we we are facing mm. another tough, mm. you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I
1: like this comment. I've seen it a lot from Jessica Tennis. Jessica, thank you for being a part of the show and contributing. And by the way, everybody, we are Super Chat Live. So if you want to get our attention, the best thing you can do is Super Chat us over on YouTube. If you're watching on Facebook, Twitter, whatever, jump over to YouTube. In my opinion, he's thinking. And Yeah, shout out to Jessica. In my opinion, he's thinking instead of playing. I disagree. The the problem is, is the only player on the football field out of all 22 that has to think is the quarterback. The quarterback is not a a react, read and react, or instinctive player. 90% of the time, most of the time he is literally comes up to the line, right? I mean, he's the guy that has to dissect the defense, (laughs) has to figure out who's going to be open, pre-read, pre-snap, change the play if necessary. And then he's the guy that's one, two, three, four going through his progressions. He is required to think it's a little more, and this has been talked about a lot too, golfy. And I know you play golf. It's a little more golfy for me. He's got some mechanic issues and I did go back and watch some of his footwork where his hands were some other stuff like that he is definitely he his his mechanics his framework is not the same as it was and i think he even inferred it alluded to it maybe even said it today in his press press conference that in practice i'm fine my accuracy is there and that's what happens what do we we we're all aces on the driving range all of us go to the driving range and we're like putting within five yards of the pin every single time like doink 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 whatever pin it is 120 yards, 140 yards, 180 yards. I'm just dropping them all over the pins. As soon as they get on the golf course, slice, pull, like it's mm-hmm. <laughs> I top the ball and it like turtle dips it or something. Like, like it's just the difference. And for some reason, right now, to say that it's in his head, I agree. However, I don't think it's a thinking issue. I think there's just it could be a confidence issue. I'm willing to go there. What do you See, think? I'm
2: still- I'm still just disagreeing. And, um, you know, I think, again, we got to give credit where it's due. I've seen Josh. uh, Obviously, he's missed some throws. Uh, First of all, shout out to my guy, Brian. He's always in here. Shout out to Brian, man. But he says we faced tough defenses last year and Josh lit him up. He's plain and simply missing throws that he made all last year. I mean, you can you can say it that way. And I agree. He's missing some throws that we're now accustomed to him making. But the thing is, just because we faced top 10 defenses last year does not mean that it's going to roll over and be the exact same this year. There's film out on what the team tried to do last year. So defenses mm-hmm. are playing Josh differently. It's not just that we played top 10 defenses. Now we're playing top 10 defenses that know how Josh Allen typically likes to run these plays. Yes. they are playing defenses that knows how Brian Dayball likes to run whatever. And, you know, so there's very specific... There, it's, it's just a difference this year. He's not facing um Defenses that are kind of Josh is just tight, trying to be perfect. I agree there. I think you, I think played um, sports. I played sports. Yeah.
1: When you're tight, it's a problem.
2: Yeah. And you over and that's the overthinking part. It's like, right. oh man, I messed up. So now you you put more pressure. So I just think it comes down to to the pressure of being the hunted. Like I said earlier, he we were the hunters and we had that underdog mentality. Now. AFC Conference Championship game, you know, and now during the offseason, everybody's picking the Bills to win the Super Bowl or picking Josh to win MVP. they are saying that Coach McDermott is going to be coach of the year. Like this never happens for us. Right. And so at, at this point, I just think now there's a certain type of pressure that Josh and the rest of the team isn't used to. But it's really showing on Josh because. It's all falling on his shoulders. When you, he's the face of the franchise, regardless of how handsome Stefan Diggs is, regardless of how you know whoever, how charismatic Trey White is. Josh is the face of the franchise, so the pressure falls on him. This is perfect. Read it. uh My my, how do you say the name? Payton. Payton. Pat Payton, Payton plays. Payton
1: plays. Payton plays.
2: My therapist, take. He went from the guy no one wanted to the guy in basically nine months. He's developing new mental skills to manage expectations. He said it better than I was trying That's to explain exactly what think. you were just saying. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a perfect comment, man. And I didn't even see that. So thank you for, first, thank you for the super chat. But yeah, no, 100%. You got to understand, like, this is a different year. And everybody just had the expectation that, hey, okay, we're going to pick up where we left off last year and just do it. Okay, well, luckily, we're one-on-one one instead of oh and 2 uh, But no, it's just not as simple as picking it up and putting it right back down. Yeah. It looks yeah, like it. Yeah. Cause we saw Tom Brady do it for 17, 18 years out here. And we saw now we're seeing Patrick Mahomes do it for what? Five, five, six years now. It's, it's not that easy. It's not it's that easy. On. And Josh is figuring it out. Once he figures it out, look, we got this guy for the next eight years, at least he's going to figure it out. And once he figures out how to be the top guy, how he, when he figures out how to be the guy that everybody wants to get a shot on, He's he's going to get it, and then we're going to be cruising. But just give him yeah. some time. He's still Jackson, young.
1: Jackson, he says, defenses went from stopping Diggs and Beasley to stopping Josh at all costs. And that's true. You talk about being the hunted versus the hunter. Before last season, 1918, teams are probably game planning, looking at film, whatever. What do we want to do to stop them and this kid? And what are we worried about? The defense in 19 is really good. So we're probably focusing on the offense and yada, yada, too. Basically, now they're watching what other teams have done to beat Josh Allen, which is totally different to your point, and And I didn't want to, when it comes to Josh, I didn't want to believe or think that the money was going to make a difference or the MVP chat, you know, ban- banter chat was going to make a difference, but it does seem very much like he played last year. Like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to throw the football all over the football field and you try to stop me. And now it seems a little more, wow, there's like, serious expectations on me and if I don't throw this ball right it's and that changes everything right when well,
2: well let me ask you this how how much and not this is not me being like you know the the film guy but how much of the game did you go back to watch when, and actually look at the routes like Did you see how much separation that these guys are really getting? Now, there's plays that he's missed. Um, So, again, I'm not saying Josh is infallible here.
1: So, so Um, yes, the problem that I have with some of them, and it wasn't all of them, with a number of them, is they weren't the best decisions right now I don't care it was it was blown up on a local radio station about the pass that he made to Stefan Diggs and oh my god he underthrew the ball by 10 yards and everybody had to stop and if it wasn't for Diggs out jumping Xavier Howard then like that ball probably would have been intercepted and that's a horrible pass Josh Allen threw a similar pass last year that Diggs it was like the defining I think it was against the Dolphins it was the defining play about Diggs when we were like that's what a number one wide receiver looks like like
2: it was the Raiders
1: but it wasn't the Raiders Raiders. okay gotcha yeah but it was a very similar like off pass that Diggs went up and got and took away from two guys and all of us all of us were like cheering and freaking out it wasn't a Josh Allen sucks moment it was like yes that's what you do that's why you're here and Diggs did it again and he knew it he laid on the ground laughing at Xavier Howard the whole time like to me That was a great pass. G Seals, thank you for the super chat. Thank you for being a part of the show. Josh will need a few more games to get back to being himself. I don't think it's going to take a few games. I think there's some, I think it's some root fundamental stuff, whether it's eating the burger. We heard that a lot last year because he said it and Jordan Palmer said it. So I'm not sure his his top, his left hand is right. I think a lot of it's about his feet.
2: I I just, honest to God, again, I'm trying to be as, unbiased about things as possible and i know i love josh in a special way so it's tough yeah. for me sometimes but honestly i just I, I just give credit to the steelers defense and even last week we blew them out we beat them 35 nothing i just give credit to miami's defense but it, when we played yeah. when we played the steelers last year look at josh's stats right last year right he struggled yeah we played top 10 defense he struggled but yeah, it's about, did. but
1: it's about the word regression this is this is no not, yeah no this is I not regre- yeah this is not regression yeah. Is he struggling a little bit? Yes. But when he finds that mojo, when he finds it, when he gets it again, look the freak out.
2: Yeah. You just take that word regression, put it in the box, lock it up, throw it in the ocean. They're just going to throw that out. Yeah. Talk to me. week eight. Talk
1: talk to me around week eight. Right. I mean, the Bills could have a winning record. And if Josh Allen, you know, has five passing touchdowns by week eight and like, you know, subpar rushing numbers and his completion percentage is 50%, then we're probably having a different conversation. But right yeah. now, not so much. I'm just not there.
2: You man, Chris Janke is a little upset with us, man. He said, Damn, 20 minutes about Josh, man. Can we talk about this defense? And you know what? We're about I kind of want to talk about the defense. Because <laughs> you know why I want to talk about the defense, but we'll 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 ride where you at first. Let's go, <laughs> let's go where you at.
1: Chris Janke ain't worried about Josh Allen either.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, nobody's worried about Josh. It, it's well, that ain't true. That, People you know, are worried. Well, no, but that's what I mean. Like nobody, nobody should be worried about Josh.
1: Right, right, right. So get, kick us off because this defense was impressive. Absolutely you know impressive. What?
2: The first thing I'm going to say before I get on my Tremaine campaign, like I always do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was completely wrong about Greg Rousseau. I, and this, I, I've said it multiple times. I've apologized publicly I to- for not being oh. excited, but I was wrong about Greg Russo. I was a trillion percent wrong.
1: Uh I'm right there with, I was probably more in the wait and see category, but you're right. I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. So there was a great deal of, uh, I don't know, like, what are we doing? Right. I mean, it was, I mean, the, the running backs we wanted were gone. So there was, there was, there was nothing we could really do in that situation. But when, when the Greg said, I remember where I was, I remember how I felt when it's like, really, that's the guy. (laughs) Right. Um, we have a desperate need at CB2. Like we we have problems. And what's funny about it is as much as he looks the way that he looks, and I just pulled up the the AJ Epinesa film that Tr- Christopher Trapasso did on Twitter that I showed John Fina on Monday night. You almost wonder if they probably should have gone CB2 with the freaking way that AJ Epinesa is coming out of his skin. Who is this kid? Like AJ Epinesa, if he keeps this up, is taking a Josh Allen 2020 leap. In his second year, where Josh did it in his third year,
2: AJ Epinesa. Man, I'm gonna just tell you the guy, he's
1: a a mudda, mudda.
2: He's he's a whole different player than we saw. You remember that, right?
1: Freaking, freaking, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) But, but I'm so impressed with first of all, he's just a different player. He's so explosive. You ready? He's so fast. He's so strong.
1: You ready? I'm gonna show the film. So, here's the film. I told
2: told you, this guy, AJ Epinesa, was in for a huge second season, and he was awesome against the
1: Dolphins. Look at how he ducks under the right tackle and then flattens to Tua to tunga on the hit that ultimately knocked him out of the game. Here, he bull rushes the right guard, leads to an interception. Nice. After that, the Bills moved him to the other side of the line dominating former first round pick Austin Jackson. Two bull rushes in a row into Jacoby Brissett's lap. And right when Epinesa made it seem like love he was this. purely a power player, crossover to the inside for another pressure. And, and a clean up sack for Justin Zimmer. For a little icing more refinement,
2: swipe move for his eighth pressure of the game.
1: Crazy, dude. Who is this kid?
2: He's insane. But first, you're gonna have to edit this. You know that, right?
1: No, 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 that was a screenshot.
2: No, but it was playing chris brown in the background man we got to do better man it didn't get flag it didn't
1: get it didn't get flagged for monday night it didn't get flagged if i monday.
2: get two flags in one week man their rumblings <laughs> is gonna fire me you can't do this to me Shut it up.
1: didn't get flat it didn't get flagged monday so we good we good fam <laughs> we good
2: you can't do this to me okay okay but no we good Ep- epinesa man he's he looks different he looks so different and you know it's like Again, I'm apologizing publicly because he was one of the guys to me that was on the chat block. I was like, "Look, yeah, if we're getting the AJ Epinesa that we've been getting, man, pff, we can move on from this dude. <laughs> like, we a roster spot is is not, you know, it, this is something valuable. Cut this dude. Yeah, for sure.
1: Uh, and it, it's it's affecting everybody. It's affecting Levi Wallace. Like, I loved what I saw. You and I have both been critical of Levi Wallace. All pretty much, almost all, except for John Fina. Content creators inside of Bills Mafia have been critical of Levi Wallace, not disparaging, but critical. I've talked a lot about the fact that he doesn't attack the pass, he doesn't attack the receiver. He only he waits for the receiver to catch the ball, then tackles him. It's been widely argued that that's probably what the Bills are asking him to do. They're asking him to catch like or tackle the receiver after, like so that he doesn't get down the field, whatever. Which he's done, so he's probably just doing his job. That defensive line was getting the pressure. The pressure that they were putting on Jacoby Brissett and Tua was allowing Levi Wallace to play before he got hurt, like a guy we've never seen play before, right?
2: Yeah, it's dude. I'm just, I'm still like I said, I'm, I'm actually speechless about this defensive line though, just in general. So AJ included, just, just across the board. And Oliver uh,
1: is losing yeah, his dude.
2: mind everybody they're so explo- and then uh, the announcer actually said on the broadcast Sunday he's like well you know yeah they're coming out hot like this now i want to see how they do it after you know cuz it's humid down here in miami and we'll see how it is in the third quarter oh. dude it was non-stop <laughs> the entire game it was non-stop and i'm gonna tell you what it was like that week 1
1: it was like that week 1
2: yeah this is our defensive line and i know bruce kind of he got back at me on twitter when i asked like is, is this cold front 2.0 right and he's like well you know cold front did some historically great things so let's not you know let's pump the brakes there but in reality dude like we're trending toward if the, if this is the performance we're going to get from this defense that's the type of season we're going to have
1: yes one thousand percent chris Jenke with the super chat you guys are super chatting, super chatting it up tonight, and Spence and I love it. Chris, thank you for being a part of the show as always, Joe. Remember, you said if this defense can return to its 2019 form, this defense is looking way better than 2019, than the 2019 defense. The NFL should be scared. I also said if the Buffalo Bills can find the 2019 defense, and if they can be better, even better, and and the 2020 offense returns. And we have top five oh. offense and top five defense. You and I did the that's, research, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Super Bowl. It's over. Super Bowl. It's over. Yeah. Chip. I mean and we're, it's we're bringing the chip home. That's it. Book a flight to Buffalo in February. There's gonna be a parade.
2: Yeah. And it's and there's nothing that you would be able to, that any team will be able to do about it. If you have a team that can hold um for instance, we've I've been literally debating with people because they're like, Well, I still need to see more from this defense. Bro, they're averaging eight points a game given right. up. Like that, that's what they're averaging, and it's two—it's two games, so it's a very small sample size. But when you have a team, when you have a stud in Najee Harris at running back, you have—I know we don't particularly care for Juju Smith-Schuster, but he's a very talented receiver. They have some other receivers that are very talented, and Big Ben isn't a slouch. There's a reason why you know, like th- they're better when when Ben is in the game. I- Our I- defense held their own and really. Like they made them look pedestrian.
1: Why don't you go back one more game to the Packers game? They shut the Packers out in the last preseason game.
2: Well, A Rod wasn't in, and you know, yeah, but when you look at
1: the structure of that football game. They did the Packers did whatever they wanted between the 20s. And when they got inside the 20s or inside the red zone, the Bills defense shut them down.
2: But here's true. But here's the thing, here's the thing to that. I feel like this defense since the season started, last year. We all complained about it, especially as content creators. Oh, it's this been but don't break and yep. like, just yep. give up yep. everything yep. in between the 20s. Since the season started, it's a no, I want a four and out. And if it's not four and out, then you're getting out on the second go at it. Like, they're really trying to shut teams down at the point of attack, and they're not just giving up things. Yep. So, yep. look, offenses are going to have to work against this defense. And I know we got some bad press for Trey White, and I know, like you said, I was critical last year and others were of Levi Wallace. Look, these guys aren't aren't shutting it down. like there, It's not like we got Darrell Revis and Stefan Diggs as a tandem out there. But at the same time, look, Trey White, regardless of what PFF says, Trey White is doing his job. There's a reason why they were picking on Levi Wallace that first week, because Trey White was doing his job. Yeah. And now, second week, Wallace, he stepped up. He yeah. absolutely woke up and stepped up. So, look and y'all know how I feel about my, my my dog Tremaine I'm not even gonna get into it real quick I'm not gonna do it but y'all know how I feel about my dog
1: how do you feel <laughs> dude I Tremaine to me played well Matt Milano was the linebacker of that football game
2: Matt Milano showed out Matt Milano showed out but I, I'm just for the year I'm just obviously you know I, I'm I'm giving I'm love with to you. Tremaine but, I'm with you but he stacked two good games so for me this is this is a campaign it's a full season thing so you got two good games from Tremaine and I know he he left a little early due to cramping and stuff like that with the humidity down there but but dude look and I did the count I'm a a, I got the body count segment coming up on the chop up this weekend okay I got the body count segment well don't give it away I'm not I'm just saying for the season though he he's already making people eat their words like I said it's going down all year. Y'all, gonna, all going y'all gonna hear is me talk about how dope Tremaine is.
1: I'm here for it. I mean, I'm legit here for it. So, uh, just because somebody was talking about Star and we're talking about the defense, this is the Bills injury report for today. Cole Beasley, veteran rest day. Gabriel Davis still dealing with that ankle. Gabe Davis, I don't think, played in that football game on Sunday. I don't remember seeing him on the field. I could be wrong. Edmonds, heat illness, which is interesting. So, he is apparently still struggling from whatever happened on Sunday. Hughes, veteran rest day. Micah Hyde, neck limited. Dane Jackson, knee limited. Starla Tula, leg groin. This is a new injury. Little concerning. FAO bought a calf, full practice. Levi Wallace, knee, full practice. So, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little concerning about, about Star. It seems like this season coming into it, having a year off, absolutely plays a factor in your health and, and your game readiness. Um, well, you Fina, know, and it, Fina went
1: as far to call him Hayward. Vina said that had they not been double and triple teaming Star in that football game, that he would have been doing Cam Hayward things, that he would have been losing his – and there was a couple plays where he was right in Jacoby Brissett's model, oh, yeah. like lap. No, like I believe right it. I think lap.
2: Star the, – the, so the way he the way he changed his body over the offseason, I know some of us were looking at it like, okay, maybe this might not be a good thing, And and I understand why we did. But now seeing how quick he is and how strong he is, Look, he can absolutely wreck some havoc. The yeah. thing is, again, taking a full year off like that, yeah, he's in shape, he works out, but being in game shape and being in shape is two different things, right? So now you're seeing where he's getting groin injuries, he had a hamstring pull. So, you know, you're getting these injuries, these soft tissue injuries that typically are a result of not being in proper game shape. Yeah. And, I, and he's older, he's not, he's not, um, he's not star. I mean, he's not, uh, Ed at this point, you know, he's not in his early 20s. So this guy has to get back in game shape, but I'm telling you, it's gonna be scary when he's when he's just hundred percent with it. It's gonna, it's gonna be gonna scary, be, man. It's gonna
1: be scary when this whole team is firing on all cylinders. I mean, I, I hope this defense can keep up what they're doing. I the role that they have and the rotation and all that go ahead.
2: Oh, uh so Ahmed said, I think the defense is way more aggressive. I think Leslie finally got the guys to to do play aggressively. Um, everybody looks like they know what to do and where they are supposed to be. And that's the, that's the thing about consistency. You got guys that's playing on the same team now for f- four years together, three right. years together. Um, and yeah, you have the exception with, of a few guys here and there because you got some rookies and you got mm-hmm. some guys that add that they added last season. But for the most part, you got guys that know each other. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer talked about it a lot. How it's just like, well, no, the communication is just there. I can look over and I know what Jordan's thinking and it is yep. what it is. Yep. That matters, and now these guys are playing so fast. These guys are, man, it's exciting to watch.
1: Continuity is an interesting word. Chris likes to say it all the time that I did an entire pod uh, on overreaction about continuity. We're not going to talk about it tonight in this show or today if you're listening during the daytime. However, if the Buffalo Bills offense comes out this week against the Washington football team and lays an egg, you and I are going to have a long conversation next week about continuity. Deal, bet, got it, perfect.
2: And you know, I, I I do I do deals or bets when I know I'm a win. Just throwing that out there. Just <laughs> just throwing that one out there. Just <laughs> because
1: there is no reason for whatever is uh, looming over or holding down or holding back the Bills' offense. There's no reason with when you look at who is in that room, the coaching staff, the offense, the quarterback, everything it's it's you're beginning to look at outside factors there's got to be outside factors that are causing that offense to not be able to find what it was in 2020 we'll just tease it like that so hopefully Allen will come out laser focused like he was on the bench when it was 35 nothing and somebody looked like they kicked his dog or he looked like somebody kicked his dog and he comes out and just destroys this washington football team i love that though right right a lot of people don't and and the reality, it's it's hmm how do i want to say it It goes back to kind of what you said in the presser about his presser. And we're back on Josh Allen. I'm sorry, everybody. He's the face of the franchise. It is what it is. Um, You want him to be always, you want him to always be up. However, you also want him to be the most critical person because if the guys find, in my opinion, that he's most critical about themselves, when he criticizes them, they're going to receive it versus those quarterbacks that never own their mistakes and then bark and yell at other people. Does that make sense? Like, if the guys know he, the hardest person he's on is himself, when he goes to correct somebody else, whether it's during the week or on the sideline or whatever, they're going to take that much better. Because it won't be a, you're talking to me? Have you seen what you've been doing out on the field? Because for him, he has been seeing what he's been doing out on the field. Right? Yeah. And he's been owning it. So.
2: Yeah. I'm with you. I just, um. I love it personally seeing him, you know, know, we're winning 35 nothing. The the time is running out on the clock, and he's sitting there, like you said, like somebody stole his puppy. The the reason why I love it is because it's like, look, he knows, yeah, we won this game, but it's not about just winning. It's about how you win. It's about how you perform. Yeah, it's a team game, and we, we take this W. But when you're a championship contender and you feel like you're a championship or Super Bowl contender, you're not supposed to win games like that. Mm. Now, granted, Mm. you want to win with your defense. But for Josh, I'm supposed to be an MVP. I'm supposed to lead my team to the Super Bowl. I shouldn't be winning a game with two touchdowns, one interception, and 179 yards passing on probably right around 52% pass. I I can't remember exactly what the percentage was. Right. It was, yeah, low. You don't, you don't, that's not a game for an MVP runner up that's not what you want but but at the end of
1: the day do you care if the buffalo bills win the super bowl this year and josh does not get a single mvp vote do you care
2: yes i do not i do for this reason think about he's 24
1: he's got 12 years to win an mvp
2: I understand. I'm not, well, no, not necessarily the MVP. I I could care less about him winning MVP. I'm saying his performance to the Super Bowl. Like, on the way there.
1: Richard Rush says, Holy shit, Josh has played iffy ever since I bought that Allen shirt I wore at practice. Burn it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Allen, the thing is, the amount of money that we've given him now, if he's going to be 2019 Josh and we're going to win the Super Bowl with 2019 Josh, we don't need to pay him that money and we could even further strengthen our offensive line, right? We can get he's, a running back. Okay. He's not no, I'm gonna, not saying he is. He's I'm not, not going to remain.
1: That. But he's not going to remain. For the next 12 years, he's not going to be 20, 20, 2019
2: Josh. Well, well, I mean, we hope not.
1: I don't. We I hope just not. can't see it. Let's do no, I don't we're, see it. We're, we're, I don't I, see it.
2: But, but wait, I mean, I don't see it either. But But the thing is, it's still yet to be seen for him to do what he did last year again. So we have to, mm-hmm. like, the thing is, he's been more consistent being – 50 58 than he has been being 68 right so we have to like so the thing is right now i got two years of him being meh and one year of him being yeah so i need to see another year of yeah before i'm
1: (laughs) you've got got one year of him being like could you stop running the football because he was a glorified running back you've got one year uh, the next year 19 of him being meh and then you got 2020 it wasn't yeah it was holy shit who's this guy
2: well yeah yeah but you know I'm my, sorry my uh my excitement levels today my energy up, a, bro, come on. it's only for Tremaine I save all my energy for Tremaine right now but but no I mean no but I mean I just I think Josh I don't think he's gonna regret you know like I'm not that yeah, guy yeah. I, I think Josh is who he is I, I'm just saying though, he still has to show and prove that's why we play the game every week
1: we're short on time tonight because you've got you've got uh uh what's our what? commitment at, at 10 o'clock somewhere around 10 o'clock so I do want to hit the running back one conversation in Zach Moss, because what I wanted to come back to is Zach Moss. We can talk about this for just a couple minutes. I want to hear your thoughts. Zach Moss said, I knew if I didn't get it in, they were going to throw it. Which is interesting to me that these guys are these two running backs because they talk, they're in the room together. I promise you the running backs coach is telling them, if you get the ball inside the 10 and you don't hit that goal line, you ain't getting another chance.
2: Yeah. Because either Josh no is going to run it or Josh yeah. is going to throw it. Yeah, this ain't no three times. You're down there on the on the four yard line, first and three, and you get three handoffs. No, nope. no, no, that, that's not the nope. offense. You get your shot, and if you don't get it in there, all right, just go ahead and and watch Josh celebrate, man, because that's what's that's about right. to happen. That's right, Josh, we do that. But I love it. I love it. It gives those guys a different level of motivation, and you saw the effort that he had down there. Both touchdowns, he fought for those yards. Oh my gosh, and, yes. And you know. Look, those guys—they know. Look, I gotta, I gotta eat when I can eat, because if not, you know, Josh gonna keep getting fat, and Diggs is gonna get fat, and I'm gonna be sitting here wanting the ball. So, so no, running, yeah.
1: running back one, running back two. I I, 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 you're not gonna like my answer. I'm in the Devin Singletary camp.
2: Well, I don't dislike that. I don't dislike that. I think, I think from what I've seen so far in the season, Devin Singletary is what we would consider RB one. Yeah. The thing is, from what we've seen so far. I don't think we have an RB1, you know, and I know Bill's fans won't like that because we're supposed to just love every, and I do love my guys. I love both of them, but yeah, yeah, you know, it's still, it's still just a thing to me. Like, yeah, Devin ripped off that, um, what was it? A 45 or 46 yard touchdown? 46. 45. 46-yard touchdown.
1: And by the way, Emmanuel Sanders had an amazing block. I don't know if you caught that. He did. He He went to block a guy, and that guy was already blocked. So he went and found somebody else, and by blocking that dude, it sprung Singletary to the end zone, and that's work. That's put in work right there.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, but when you look at that, and you take that one big chunk play out, and then look at the rest of his day, his day wasn't uber impressive. It it wasn't one of those Mm. things where you're like, oh, my God, holy smokes, he had a great day. That one run absolutely helped out his his stats. Aside from that, it does it, – same thing like I said last year. It just seems like when you're looking at – at, and I know there wasn't a critical moment during the game technically in the second half because we're right, up by right. 28 points. But it, it just seems like when they're trying to run the clock down or when they're trying to do something important, it's Zach Moss with the ball. That, that's, just, that's just what it seems like to me. Yeah. And, and he had a fumble. Yeah. But it still seemed like at the end of the game, it was Zach. So my
1: dad, my dad texted me when he fumbled and said, That's it. Moss is done. And I was like, And it hurt, it hurt my heart because I love Zach Moss. And I was just like, Man, because I was on the fence. I was like, You might be right. But I believe he redeemed himself because both of those runs were effort runs big time. Mm -hmm. Like, dare I say that is the first time since he's been a Buffalo Bill that we've seen him make guys make business decisions because the one dude hurt himself.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to ask this because um, in the comments, they're saying Fina was saying getting three yes. to four yards on the run is a win. How do you feel about that? Uh,
1: yes, we talked about that because I asked him the question about the Bills, and they did it a lot in this football game about just smashing the ball into the line of scrimmage forward, straight forward. So it's a question I've always wondered why? Because the Bills have done it forever. Why do we just s- smash the ball into the line, like right into the back of the center, like? <laughs> That's the game plan. Are we trying to soften up the defense? Is there something to this? Is it, are we setting up something later? And Fina said, well, first of all, you know, what's the quickest way to get three yards? And I was like a straight line. He goes, that's why he said, now the fact that they're not executing the play is different. He said, however, when you run a play, when you run a run play, he said, he asked me, what are you expecting? I said, if I'm running a run player, I call a run play. I'm expecting three yards. He goes, exactly. He goes, if you can get three yards from a run. Three to four yards—that's a win. So that's what his point is. I think Fina was saying getting three to four yards in a run is a win. That's what that Fina was saying.
2: Yeah, and Fina is a genius, so I'm not going to disagree with that. I just, <laughs> I just have, uh, I guess for me, I just have more expectations out of out of what and and it is partly in the world in, in fact, going, I got to. Oh, I blocked it already. Oh, yeah, oh, I blocked you already. The man. Um, you demand. You demand. But it, it's partly in in reason because i think as a bills fan we haven't been spoiled with great quarterback play or we haven't been spoiled with a lot of different things at throughout the years but one thing we have been spoiled with has been fantastic running back play and i just I, yeah yeah we got the offense now like it, well, hopefully you know we got yeah, josh yeah. and we got Diggs, but man could you imagine if this offense was like four years early and we had shady with this mm. team mm. Like when Shady want, was Shady. I mean, I just, just can you just think of that? Or, or even, and I get now I'm going back, but even he didn't, um, like the, my man,
1: the influence that he has on Josh Allen in this moment, if it's, if it's, uh, prime Shady is totally different man. because Shady is saying, first of all, I'm the guy that can take this game over if you're struggling. So Josh, you got me. And oh, by the way, I'm just as good at running routes and after the catch as Stefan. So you're going to throw me the screen. And that was the part we haven't talked about about that football game. And we need to move on to the Washington game. They ran the screen. Finally, we got to see them run the screen and it was effective. It worked as far as the screen Mm -hmm. plays that they ran. So, but yes, to your point, like to get that guy. And it might be, we might be in a situation this year where they go to Bruce's and everybody else's dismay. They go running back round one or two (laughs) and spend a lot of draft resources or capital there.
2: And then, and then last thing on, on that point, um, I, I also like, so like I said, I'm not going to disagree with John Feeney cause he's played in the league. He knows what he's talking about. I just, for me, I just, when I think of an RB one uh, to me, averaging three yards a carry, oh, it's just sure. not an RB one. No, so sure. when I, when I made the statement earlier that I don't think we have an RB one on this team, that's what I'm talking about, but it's a win. If you're getting three to four yards a pop and you're moving the ball and you're moving chains and you know, yeah, but, but I for want somebody that, you know,
1: Yeah, for context, he wasn't saying that. He was just, it was more about the expectation. If you're running straight up the middle, like fullback, not fullback dive, running back dive plays, which the Bills ran a bunch on Sunday. They ran running back dive plays. What do you expect? It's the fastest way to get yards is in a straight line. And if you get three to four, it's a win. But yes, to your point, I mean, obviously that's why they run, you know, pulling guard plays and pulling center plays, and they run all that you know, other stuff. is off-tackle plays and sweeps and stretch plays and yada, yada, yada to get more stuff, but it is what it is. So this week, Washington football game, and we're running out of time, so I'm talking even faster than normal, which is not good because I'm from New York and I talk really fast. Yeah. What are you more worried about? Obviously, I'm going to tell you, or I'm going to guess it's the defensive line, Chase Young, Montez Sweat. However, you baited me with a text this morning about just Heineke. So where are you at in this conversation between those two with the Washington football? I think for me, the defense is going to probably show Heineke some things he hasn't seen in his life. And then the Washington defense is concerning.
2: I would agree with that like i I agree first about heineke and the defense like yeah our team is going to show them some stuff that like okay welcome to the league for real man like you you were the the covet emergency quarterback then you was the backup and now you okay you got it welcome to the league like we're going to show you what it's really like being the starting quarterback for an nfl franchise however i was in the camp and i I know you remember from when we did our um our season predictions early on i think in may or whatever I said this game was not going to be as easy as people thought. And I was also in the camp that I thought Fitz probably shouldn't have won a starting job. So I think the right man for the job is actually in at starting quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately it's due to injury, but I think, and we saw this last week, Taylor Heineke looks, he, he doesn't look like a franchise guy. I'm not, I'm not going to say he's going to tear the NFL apart, right? But he right. looks darn good. He looks really good. And they have weapons on offense. They have, Good running backs they have a very good tight end they have great receivers An
1: incredible receiver
2: so uh, all i'm saying is I, I get that we're feeling ourselves as as fans look don't don't go into this game thinking it's about to just be like the, like miami part two where we're just like giving donuts to teams every week
1: yeah but when you say that i didn't think that way about miami before the game i was legitimately concerned about that football game divisional oppo- opponent you, you, as much as Josh Allen's five and one, and I I don't remember McDermott's number, but Flores is zero and four. At some point in time, what what the Patriots did to the Bills for twenty two years is not normal. Whatever it mm-hmm. was, nineteen and three. That's not that's not normal. That doesn't happen. I was nervous about that Dolphins game because at some point in time, just because of matchups, because of familiarity, because you play them twice a year every single freaking year. Law of averages, <laughs> law of averages, it's gonna happen, they're gonna c- come up and kick you in the face, right? I don't, yeah. I mean,
2: I wasn't worried about that. I thought the game would be close or closer. I didn't right. think, you know, I wasn't worried about the game. Brian this Van
1: Zyke thought, thought it was gonna be 35 nothing. He predicted, yeah, it. I, no,
2: that was a perfect take. I <laughs> like that one, I follow, I was following him anyway, but that one made me follow and listen to his pod. Like, I actually went right. and listened to his pod, like, right, right, great, right. great take, man. Uh, but. But no, I just think, um, like I said, I, I've early in the offseason, I said Washington was going to be a better team than what most people give them credit for or yeah, think yeah. they're going to be. Yeah. And I still feel that way. I think based on what we've seen as far as injuries and um, just some other things, the way teams are playing against Chase, teams are really trying to put Chase you know they're, they're trying to make it difficult for him to do what he does best mm-hmm. I think the Buffalo Bills will have a good game plan going into it and to everybody's point I think Josh has the game this week I think this is the week where Josh comes out like okay you know what Damnness, I'm tired of this BS Let me go ahead and just lay the smack down, show these boys who the dad is. Cause I just left my other kids. Now I'm about to go to the NFC kids. Josh got kids everywhere, all over the country. He's about to do some things. So y'all need to start checking that child support. Bad fact, Brittany. We need to check child support because Josh got all these kids all around the country. We got it. And then and then my man Tremaine is about to catch bodies. So you already know we gotta see something, say something, and we got to check Josh on this on this child support stuff, man. Cause it's getting ridiculous. And he got he making way more money way more money
1: that's amazing i love it um i guess my concern uh (laughs) dale sure says i guess you got to be drunk to make great predictions well he nailed it i don't know what i i I mean that the sample size is small (laughs) we have one for one and he nailed it um i guess for me as it pertains to this football game and Josh, you know, losing his mind. It's going to be interesting to me to see what the the Washington football team does. Are they going to blitz a lot, which is what they do? Or are they going to just rely on Montez Sweat and Chase Young, former Ohio State Buckeye Chase Young, and drop all those guys back in the coverage? And are they going to start, are teams going to, are we about to see this offense for the Buffalo Bills morph, I guess is the question. Is it going to morph into something where they're going to have to start doing something to beat what defenses are doing to them? And then then obviously once those linebackers come forward and those safeties come forward to stop whatever it is, then we're going to see Josh start doing what Josh does. It's very much a chess match, a dog and pony show, I don't know what you want to call it, that we used to see from Brady. Brady was the guy that would morph. Brady was the guy that would come out, stand in the pocket for a week, and throw darts all over the football field. And then when we had the cold front, And it was like, oh, we got Tom Brady this year because he ain't going to have time to stand back there and and like forever and and hit his receivers. All of a sudden, the dude's getting the ball out in the second and a half. All over the field. Like He's like, oh, yeah? Watch this. Like, are we about to see the... the, I'm ready to see the Bills' offense morph. And that's my question. What is the Washington defense going to do? And how is the Bills' offense going to respond?
2: Uh, well my prediction this week is that the, that the Bills offense is going to come out and, and just i feel like jo- again he's that picture that we saw and actually somebody just tagged me in it i wish i could let me see if i could share it real quick but it, josh is pissed man and oh, I, yeah. I think i think it's one of those things now where it's like all right i'm, I'm you know y'all want it this is it when you when you see this oh, when yeah. you see this face that's that's not <laughs> and look at the score look at the score right there if, if, if
1: dad, if dad looks at you like that, it's a problem.
2: <laughs> That's a problem. So w- when you see that, man, I'm telling you, uh, watch out. And, and, and again, that was with a 35 to nothing score, right? Yeah, no, no, they they don't want to see these boys
1: game predictions. So everybody in the chat, what do you got for a game prediction? Final score prediction for this football game. Where are you at on this chase? Spence? Uh,
2: I'm going to go, I'm going to go 24 to 13. It's funny
1: how our expectations for the Bills offense have come down a little bit. So first week one on time to shine, everybody was in the 30s to high 30s. And then it was like, oh, the Bills didn't score that many points and Josh Allen didn't look good. Describe for me, define for me how the Bills get to 24 to
2: 13. Uh, Well, I'm going to go with, I know we're not at the point where I'm giving my Josh uh, stat line, but it's part of it. So uh, Josh, I feel Josh is going to have, a a three touchdown game nice and then we're gonna have a a pretty long field goal um i don't think we're gonna get a touchdown on the ground unless it's a run by josh so if it's two through the air and one on the ground for him but i think again this is this is one of the games where josh comes out and it might not be the highest scoring as far as like okay we're 42 points 35 points but i think josh is gonna have a day and i think it's gonna look a lot like it did last year where the running game won't because to me the running game still hasn't been as effective as we want it to be Right, so I think I think Washington does a pretty good job at that, and I think the run game is going to kind of it's going to look a little lethargic this week, and I think Josh is going to be that guy that that we've been waiting for him to be.
1: Matthew Massaro, in the midst in the, in the middle of all of the game predictions that are coming through in the chat section, uh, there's another one uh, says that McLaurin might have a solid game if if Heineke throws at Tre'Davious White. I, I said that to Fina on Monday. How were the coaches not slapping Brissett in the side of the helmet? Like they're starting CB2 who's barely, at least has shown has been a barely C barely a CB2 in the NFL is out. Dane Jackson is in stop throwing it. Tredavious white. He threw it Tredavious white the whole game and it I'll got, you big. what
2: though? J- uh Dane didn't look bad. Like there no, was Dane a reason why they weren't throwing it to Dane because <laughs> Dane was in position. So yeah, it was Dane one of those things where it's good. like, look, we got to throw it. And so they were, they thought they had a, a matchup over there against Trey, but you know,
1: So for me, this football, I don't even know what to predict because Josh Allen, we watch it, you and I were on this freaking show, I think maybe, maybe not. I don't remember. I, I, I had said after the Cardinals game that the Bills had the, I think it was on the overreaction show, the Bills had the potential to run the table and they did. And they did it against amazing defenses. As much as I want the defenses, the good defenses to scare me, the Bills have shown a propensity and ability to overcome whoever it is that they're playing. I want to see the Bills in that 40 point area, right? So I want to see the Bills at 42, 40, 42, somewhere around there. I just need to see him find his groove. I need to see Dable help him to find his groove. So I don't know. I don't even know what to predict score wise so as much as you're at 24 i think it's going to be better than that i think the bills potentially have a defensive touchdown this weekend which is going to help Mm -hmm. the offense so give me 37 38 i think probably to somewhere around 21 24 so probably is probably my score prediction josh allen i think is going to have over 300 yards probably 320 325 um and and he'll account for a couple touchdowns might have another interception i still i'm not sure he's going to be all the way back but he'll probably have another interception but probably account for three touchdowns.
2: Can I just before we get out of here, because I know, like I said, it's a. But Matthew says, and special teams will determine the game. Can I? Can I just ask for everybody who um, wanted my man Taiwan Jones to get cut? Can I just oh ask my for gosh, what a everybody game. to sign? And, and and I'm not even talking about the fumble recovery. Uh, but can we, if you actually look at what Taiwan Jones has done, can we please get an apology form made up for this guy? Because Taiwan Jones the same way I was last year with Andre Roberts, you don't freaking cut the best or second best gunner in the league. And I don't know what's happening to where now fans don't value special teams. Right. I don't know where this started, when it started and how it started, but damn it, you value the best or second best gunner in the league. I don't, I don't understand what's happening, but can we, I, I might have to just make one of those up and, and try to get that out there. Cause Taiwan Jones, man, he did the damn thing.
1: He did for sure. He had a, he had a fantastic game. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been watching and listening to the Humpty hotline on the Buffalo rumblings multicast network brought to you by the market dominator. My good guy, John Spascheck. called John. If you're looking to buy or sell a home at 5, 716-570-3298, you can also reach him at email or on his email at your elite broker at gmail.com. But, uh, Dude, this is always fun. And it's, it's, can I just say that first, first of all, is, is, is like time is completely wound down. We're at negative time now. Our viewers and comment people are freaking awesome. So thank you for riding with us, right? All of you that are in the comment section, all of you that that pay attention to this show, my family. <laughs> who shows up every Shout single out to week? Mom and Jamie. Shout out but, to Mom and Jamie and Uncle Dale. My Uncle Dale's in the chat too. Dale. But but all of you guys are our family. We very much greatly appreciate all of you being a part of the show and just chiming in and commenting and and just making that space fantastically great. We just got a huge super chat. I got so we're gonna have to back up so there we good. go oh <laughs> matt massaro just Josh says thanks. <laughs> just says thanks fellas uh bro thank you for the super chat and uh thank you uh matthew for just again just like with everybody else just for being a part of this show helping helping what we do be fun because if it was just jay spence and i we would still have fun but it would nowhere be close to the fun yeah, that no, it is. this
2: is awesome this is clutch this is clutch i feel like i have a a, a big family now you know like right you know, every week I look forward to seeing rich Richard Rush in the comments and seeing Janky, uh, yeah. the real Chris Jenke and yeah. Robbie and you know Daniel and just everybody and, in the comments. You know, um, Tia Stella so, and, and
1: Matthew and yeah, you said yeah Robbie, and we're
2: gonna yeah, miss people. Yeah, we're gonna miss people. Ryan so I don't want to get into the. I yeah. always, I always do this. I fall down that rabbit hole and start mentioning names, and then I forget <laughs> and I feel horribly. So Am- for everybody Amanda, that's in here, everybody, I yeah. love you. Yeah, Amanda, Kristen, now you know all the babes that have started to kind of get involved and and jump in. Just everybody, I just love every week i look forward to um you know the code of conduct to the hump day hotline now to chop up and i look forward to watching your show because same thing the comments i try not to comment as much when i watch other people's shows uh but i like to watch and i see the love and i just see the energy this season that we're you know that we're gonna take and dude i, I just love it man i've been waiting yeah. for
1: this i'm same 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 and I, i'm just looking at matthew Massaro's super chat 17 17 so which that's is, what i said for josh yeah which is the right number yeah no i know you said yeah. that so I, when you said that i looked at it I was like oh yeah that was josh so yeah it's just the right number <laughs> so yeah ladies and gentlemen hump day hotline buffalo rumblings market dominator we love you guys i'm joe miller you can find me on twitter at joe miller wired make sure you catch my show the time to shine it might be at 10 o'clock this week because i might have a commitment earlier in the day earlier earlier in the evening but time to shine uh saturday evening either eight or ten and then the overreaction post game show at nine and you've got what
2: we got the chop up at nine on saturday at nine at 9 p.m eastern
1: so yeah do not miss any of that but uh like subscribe do all that good stuff joe miller jay spencer king go bills go bills